with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Mean it! Say it again! The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. No, not sexy, but real. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Nailed it. And we're rolling. What's up, Hambone? Anyway, it was it was right before uh, you called unskilled laborers the N word. Right before we started recording, Dave, that I, I decided we should really. Get... <laughs> oh, jeez! Here come the emails. <laughs> Not true at all. Ugh. We decided to have yeah. a, a rolling start to the episode. Yeah, I'll throw this out there real quick. Uh, yeah, talking about last week's episode when we were talking about unskilled labor. Uh, regardless of what you think of my opinions on that, I got I got several nasty emails this week. Uh, not about the unskilled labor. Uh, I got four emails talking about how dare you not support the the raise of minimum wage and. Yeah. Normally, I don't call our listeners assholes, but hey, asshole, <laughs> go back, listen to the episode, and tell me where I ever said I did not support the, the raising of the minimum wage. As a matter of fact, I specifically said I do support it. So I, these, these are apples and fucking bowling balls right here. I, I, yeah, like, not to put words in your mouth, but I think mm-hmm. what you're thinking is that everybody minimum wage should be $15 and it's the argument I've seen brought up uh, online is that these people that are mad, they're not mad that somebody's going to make $15. They're mad that they're not making more money. And maybe that's an Mm -hmm. argument against the billionaires running the corporations, not the people in the middle that, that everybody, maybe everybody deserves a larger piece of the pie that is being consumed Almost entirely by the one percent. Then, <laughs> absolutely, and I support that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? What recently? Amazon's doing something like uh, what's the deal? Uh, <laughs> Breaking story: Amazon's Amazon. doing something. <laughs> Amazon did something. Jeff Bezos no, got his hands in something. Like uh, Amazon kept a whole bunch of money that was supposed to go to their drivers, and like of all companies to try to. Trying to nitpick from their own employees, like Jesus, like give. I'm all for paying people what they're worth. I'm all for raising the minimum wage. I was simply talking about the term unskilled labor. Call it whatever you want. If that's if that's offensive, call it entry level. Is that offensive? I was just simply trying to make the distinction between someone who has specialized training and or experience as opposed to entry level. And I never once did I say I didn't agree with raising the minimum wage. I think the if I'm understanding the argument is the term unskilled labor because mm-hmm. it's I think it's what is interpreted as a skill. If somebody's a brain surgeon, that is definitely a skill. Mm-hmm. But also, here's a garbage can filled with dirty diapers. <laughs> now go. Th- carry that down an elevator shaft out to a dumpster that's already filled with dirty diapers every day. Mm -hmm. Now, is that take a training? But the skill is the patience and willingness to do that for the amount of money offered. So I think that's that using the term skill to determine, to, to decide 
someone's value, I think, is what's offensive. And it's what are you, it's like, it's basically the whole capitalism is a game show. What are you willing to do? Mm-hmm. You know, you think like yeah. jo- working is just fear factor. <laughs> it's just a it's a long term game of fear factor of just <laughs> like it's not like will you eat these roaches right now for five thousand dollars? Like, will, do you want to piss away thirty five years of your life in middle middle management with little to no spiritual reward? Yeah, like that's that's all that's all it is. It's yeah. <laughs> So, or do you want to gamble on what's in the box and what's in the box might be pursuing your dreams versus paying off your student loans in the next five or to 10 years. It's, it's a game show. The whole thing's a game show. And I think someone going like, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this gross thing for a paycheck. Calling that unskilled is I, I understand people getting mad at that because the skill is the willingness and the patience and the tolerance and the mental fortitude to want to handle dirty needles or other people's feces or trash. Yeah. You know, no, I agree. And, and granted, I don't know what the job market is like right now. Cause I've been fortunate enough to not need a day job, but it's not good as discussed on this podcast. I've had, over 40 jobs in my life. So I've done almost everything you can imagine. And uh, my point, like, and I've always said this too, like I, I, I used to get annoyed at friends who who were unemployed and I knew that they weren't really working very hard to find employment. And you may not be able to find the job you want, but in most scenarios, again, I don't know what the current market is like, but my uh, point Dave, back then Dave was, you live in Los Angeles. Go under, <laughs> go under any uh, any underpass near your house and ask the at least three dozen people living there under a tarp what the job market's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my point is, I used to tell friends like, yeah, you may not be able to find the job you want, but you can find a job, and that goes back to your point of willingness to do it. A lot of my friends who were unemployed were not willing to make minimum wage to do something gross and hey that's that's your right or whatever but don't tell me that there's no jobs you know it's it's a matter are you you're not you're not finding the job that you desire or that you feel you're qualified for but if you need a job you could probably find a job if you're willing to do you know the gross stuff or the undesirable stuff that many people are now here's i will come back at you with okay you are just, you're a fucking white kid with parents who worked and provided for you or whatever, whatever variation of that okay origin story that many of us share. Yeah, and I made that point too. <laughs> yeah, and you... I, I said, and, I understand not everybody is starting at the same point. Not everybody has the same opportunities. Yeah, now you're going to move to, say, Los Angeles, a city built on falsehoods and... The potential that a fraction of a percent of your dream might come true. And that city's filled with people going, well, I'm, uh, I'm an actor. I'm a writer. I'm this. No, you just got here. You're nothing. You're unemployed. Mm-hmm. That is your descriptor. Yeah. You are this. What, your resume, your resume is that you're not an actor. You're nothing compared to everybody else who's nothing. And you think... You're going to get 20, like, no, you're going to clean toilets. And somebody's going to offer you, an employer 
because employers are, whether you want to call them greedy or like, or they want to show you the book saying, I only make a couple more dollars than you at the end of the day. It's going to pay you to clean their toilets. Mm -hmm. And somebody else is like, I I already got two other jobs. Throw this one in there too for another, however much under the table money. It's, I think it's pride. It's pride that keeps people from taking those jobs. I don't know, man. I think I'm saying contradicting things. That, that no, that's a good point. It is pride. Certain people think I'm too good to, to do to, X, Y, Z. To think you're above any type of work. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is, people get, I mean, people are getting fucked. They're going to college. They're going to college because you're told you got to go to college. And you go and you spend this money and you go in debt because look at how much college costs compared to what the inflation is everywhere else. That's my big thing. Compared to inflation, the minimum wage should have gone up to, uh, I forget what the amount is oh, according yeah. to the value of the dollar and, and college tuition should not have gone up as much. So people that are only skilled enough to make minimum wage say, or an entry-level job, but are told you got to go to college, which has skyrocketed past what the, the inflation should be. It's a rigged system. It's a rigged system. And so anytime somebody like is in a position to say, like, hey, unskilled labor is kind of undermining the cause, I would, I'll be like, okay, I, I don't need to use that word anymore. I don't need to fight to use that word anymore. Yeah. Because that cause to no. correct it is larger than the grammatical inconvenience I might have trying to say the right thing, you know? Yeah, and just to reiterate, I'm not fighting for the right to use that term. Yeah. I was simply making, you know, people who are offended by that term, well, call it whatever you want, but there is a distinction. But And I get your variable there with, you know, your skill being the willingness to do the, the undesirable mm-hmm. job, but... Call it whatever you want, but there is a distinction because my point is I'm I'm basing this off experience. You know, I've had friends that just felt entitled to certain jobs or a certain wage, and it's like, well, what about you know those, those jobs that you feel like you're entitled to? They're occupied by people who went out and got training for that job or got experience for that job. Mm-hmm. And the whole origin of of this, from my point of view, is just getting annoyed at, at people who are entitled. Like, well, I deserve blah blah. Don't call me unskilled. I blah blah. Well, okay, that's fine. Call it whatever you want. But if you want to. You know, do something beyond that. Maybe put it, pay your dues, put in some work, put in some experience, get some training. That's that's all I was trying to say. But oh boy, rub some people the wrong way. I mean, it's a sensitive issue right now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to take down the trying to take down the rich. They need allies out there, man. Mm-hmm. No, and I get that. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm definitely not an aristocrat, so. <laughs> I'm not fighting for the billionaires. I don't know, like man. Not ever exploit their workers. Not everybody's got a treadmill in their living room. Exactly. <laughs> this is equivalent to having a swimming pool in your house. Well, I do have a treadmill in my living room. I do have a moving sidewalk in my home. <laughs> oh boy, that's, what, that's all a to, treadmill buddy? is. You can just go find a moving sidewalk at the airport and stay on that for a couple hours. Man, I love getting on those things. I feel like uh, do you walk on them or do you stand hero. on them? I walk. No, I walk. Yeah, just because I, it feels so good to walk that fast and put forth such little effort. I realize how much exercise I got just from. Why well, was talking about that before? Just having a house with or like an apartment 
with stairs to get to it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily like a walk-up apartment like New York or something. But having stairs, and then being in airports, I always took the stairs. Yeah. Like if I didn't have too much luggage, I was like, no, that's like, again, the the use it or lose it attitude towards my own body. I'm like, mm-hmm. if that's stairs, then that's then use your legs. Yeah. So I would always, and then just not doing that, not traveling, and then move into a ranch house, like a ranch-style house on the fucking up my legs. I mean, I could walk up one flight of stairs. I'm like, what have I sprained everything? Man, I don't know how people do it. Like you said, in New York or other cities where you, you live on the fifth floor and there's no elevator. Holy shit. My grandmother lived till 92. My cousin was a personal trainer, the Maresco way. I'll plug it. He's on Instagram. He's like, uh, he's a <laughs> maniac. He's the guy who's like at his 50th birthday party, jumped off a second story roof into a pool. Broke his neck surfing. It was a very inspirational story, by the way. Broke his neck surfing, was never going to walk again. I was out surfing again. Jeez. But anyway, he's like, he thought my grandmother lived till 92 because she had stairs in her house. And every day, going up and down staircases, just just that minimum, like, pushing your blood through your system, moving your body around. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're not getting big, yeah. you're not getting strong, but you're not stagnating, you know? You're not, like... Mm-hmm. Getting like astronaut physique where you just atrophy because you're sitting there all day. Well, that's uh, that's something I read recently, and of course I retain none of the actual details. That's all right. But uh, that's all right. Something about how um, a sedentary lifestyle, like like sitting at your desk or wherever, is is like the new smoking. I guess that's why some in corporate culture they're encouraging like the standing desks yeah. and things like that. But but yeah, just sitting. I mean, if you're just sitting at your desk forty hours a week. You know, if you're not really getting into it on your off time in terms of exercise, that's that's yeah. got to be bad for you. Yeah, go back and let's go back into the employment thing. You know, you're just paid to sit there and stare at a screen. Your eyes are going to shit. Your body's going to shit. The mm-hmm. skill is some of the skill is what are you willing to sacrifice for the paycheck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, buzz job. Like, and I do kind of. You know, well, you know, some like oh, backbreaking labor. Like backbreaking is sitting at a desk for ten years and not realizing that your posture has yeah. destroyed your future. Hmm. I kind of miss, uh, to a certain degree, I kind of miss my former blue collar in lifestyle in, in terms of like when I used to mow lawns and do landscaping. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even. Of course, we all know like fitness has never been a huge part of my life, <laughs> but I never even had uh, to worry too much about like, oh, am I getting enough cardio this week? Am I exercising? It's just because, I mean, yeah, sometimes I was just sitting on a riding mower, but a lot of times I wasn't. A lot of times I was, you know, doing real manual labor, and yeah. uh, I, I kind of miss working a job like that. It, I like it, how you chose it, to it say manual labor box. instead of unskilled labor right there. Yeah, well, yeah, unskilled labor. <laughs> but no, but seriously, even that, even that is like I, you know, I got experience. I got some training. Now, there are landscaping jobs and construction jobs that might fall under the fill-in-the-blank label. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't, a lot of what I was doing, you couldn't just drag somebody off the street day one and expect them to do the do it at the same level I was doing. But regardless, that's not my point. My point was I, I enjoyed yeah. not having to worry about exercise and fitness you know and because like oh no i'm getting plenty at work i I do kind of miss that the built-in uh benefit of of getting good exercise i always something like that i always i i'm still fascinated at people that join gyms 
especially in a place with nice weather. People that pay money to go somewhere to move heavy things around <laughs> like that. I, I, I get the motivation and some people love that it's this compartmentalized. I go there for an hour and that's where it happens. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you got shit in your house you can pick up and move. <laughs> Again, yeah, like but that's just, not the, the treadmills and stationary bikes. I, 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 and I know you have. We've we've already covered that. I just think it's like, mm-hmm. ah, man, you got a device to mimic living. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I, you know, you got stuff in your house to move. You expect people? Are you just supposed to pick up your couch? Do do shoulder presses with your furniture? You tell me what the difference is between squatting and lifting your couch versus doing the same thing with kettlebells. Ergonomics, like a kettlebell, is designed for you to grab it and pick it up. You where put, maybe a you, couch is not. You could put a couple handles on that couch. <laughs> I'm saying, man, you can get pri- you can get prison strong. Mm-hmm. I got yeah, that. I got that true. book. I got that book by the, that prisoner that yeah, called himself Charles, Charles Bronson around here somewhere. Oh, what man! Have you seen? I, I I do respect the shit out of the the dudes or gals. Anybody that uh, speaking of like prison strong, like um, I've seen seen a lot of videos lately of like these body weight exercises, and you'll see these dudes at like a public park or a playground mm-hmm. just doing chin ups and. Doing all kind of crazy, not just chin-ups, but like crazy body weight things where they're holding their body in a certain weird position. Like, that's that's insane strength. Oh, the, guy, that, the guys crazy. over at like Santa Monica where they got the gymnastics rings and stuff down by the beach and the mm-hmm. parallel bars. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Dude, that is crazy. Core, core Some strength. Of stuff. Core yeah. strength. It's insane. Doing crazy, weird, one-handed push-ups and shit like that. I want, this is a little on topic and a little off topic, but okay, that Marjorie Taylor Greene, the QAnon ding-dong that's Mm -hmm. in Congress, and I was reading about her that, like, she kind of made her bones, like, owning a CrossFit gym in Georgia, Uh and I wonder that, there's uh, no correlation whatsoever other than, like, CrossFit being a culty type of thing, or anything that, like multi-level marketing or something that has like a cult element to it i know people say that about crossfit yeah why is that what makes it a cult thing because i've heard that as well but i don't know much about it. i wonder if it's like the cheering each other on kind of you know you join and it's how you um motivate each other maybe Whereas like a gym you go to by yourself, CrossFitters be like, you got it, look at you, you're doing good. Like, but also that kind of uh, reinforcement is uh, not, not the same as confirmation bias, but the thing when you get into a conspiracy and you only start talking to other people that follow that conspiracy, the group think is like kind of eliminated any negative aspects of it so Mm. whereas the outside world sees crossfit and like oh look at these assholes all running around the block holding old tires (laughs) they're all they have to convince themselves that that's okay like whatever look at all these weaklings out there we're getting strong and then that Mm. group think 
if somebody enters it with also going, by the way, Q uh, told us to look out for this, and you're having that discussion while you're running around the block with a tire over your head. I, I'm just trying. I wonder if there's any correlation of like injecting an I, a crazy idea into people that are already connected with a mindset. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. Like when you're going to church and you, everybody's into that church and into the preacher, and then the preacher starts taking them down a path of homo, homophobia or whatever. A few people drop out, but then if you're already kind of like, well, we've already followed this guy this far and have trusted him, and as a group, and you're looking at each other, you know, everybody's falling victim to being like with a group of friends, like, hey, let's go put blindfolds on, walk down the train tracks, and like three buddies that know that's dumb are like, yeah, no, fuck you, and everybody else is like, ah, we've been having adventures together, let's go do something stupid, you know what I mean? Yeah. Huh. Also, Marjorie Taylor, she looks... Like she did CrossFit with her face. She is, uh, I normally would not want to comment on someone's physical appearance. She l- looks like she's wearing the face of someone else over her face. <laughs> I've, I've heard her. She's name a, a piece of shit, so I, I have would. no problem uh, going that being shallow about uh, what I'm mocking about her. I wouldn't know her if I ran over her in my car. So I think that is the best way to get to know her. I think that might be an acceptable way to get to know her. Oh, no, the left is advocating violence. (laughs) Suckers, I'm not the left. I'm just Kyle. You can blame me for whatever. I got whiskey in me. Whatever. It's 3 p.m. (laughs) Oh, boy. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I tried to make a Did you write any new jokes Lately I, I have a joke that um, now that pertains to what we're talking about And I want to talk about it No, no, I don't have any uh, New thing to riff on this week Okay and I'm off to, I'm, I've had like three sips of whiskey. I'm not even drunk. I'm okay. You're all right. I'm cranky today. I haven't been sleeping you, well. You are. You are a little cranky. That was me last. What? You haven't been sleeping? What's wrong? Our bed sucks. We uh, we'll get into this in a minute. But like we we spent three days in San Diego this weekend. And, oh uh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Awesome. And uh, I it's sleeping in a nice hotel bed reminded me of how shitty our bed for whatever reason our bed just sucks uh katie and i both just don't sleep well in it so it's time to invest in a good bed but uh yeah man i think well there is the mattress conspiracy which we could talk about while you're go well if you do start to shop for a new bed uh-huh about how like all the mattress stores are always lumped together in one area but nobody's in them and why do they there's, I, I, let, we should look into that. I think we tried to talk about it before, or maybe it's one that I brought to the table and didn't have the enthusiasm. What's the What's the theory? Why are they lumped together? No, just I that it's really like a giant that. money laundering scheme. That like these mattresses, like in oh. no way should a mattress cost pass a certain amount. Like even really? including 
I, 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 my brief element of uh, economics where I was like, I was going to buy a fancy cooler. You know, there's like these Yeti coolers that are hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And yeah. then there's these knockoff ones that look like they're made the same way. And it is like, pla- like injection molded plastic or whatever with foam in it. Why, yeah, why is Yeti still charging $500 for a cooler that's also $175, which material-wise probably cost the original manufacturer 30 bucks? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, the R&D, you're paying for all the research that the innovator put in, which is why patents are important. But at one point, like with mattresses, really, how much, like the R&D is covered. Oh, here's springs covered by cloth material you lay on it mm-hmm. so why should any mattress cost past a couple hundred bucks at this point i mean you could make that argument with almost anything why why are sneakers 250 dollars? well that's because but that's you know? like a fashion thing that's because people okay. that's a fashion people are willing to pay for this name brand there's no name brand on oh. a mattress you're not flashing serta you're not letting the tag hang out your mattress like people going in your bedroom and it's the theory is like it's this huge money laundering thing akin to like the art world of like nobody really knows the value so it's just like well mm-hmm. come on by like why are there showrooms yeah but and, based on my initial grievance with my mattress i mean there's there's poorly made ones and very well made ones so like anything else i guess the the good ones are going to cost more yeah. but like thousands of dollars though unless it's a like a the elevator kind I don't there's a there's a conspiracy around it. We should look into it. I don't know if it's a whole episode's worth. <laughs> also, that is how I decided to buy the last nice mattress I got was cuz I was at a hotel where I was like, this mattress is great. Was that like a, yeah. sh- a Sheridan or something? I was like, I'm going to find out who makes this. I want oh, I'm going to check with the website. It's like who makes it? And they were like, "Yes, you like you had a good night's sleep. We partnered with these people." And then I think I yeah, so that was it. Yeah, and that that's just something uh we haven't invested in, but it I've I've heard that uh angle a lot that uh invest in a good mattress cuz you spend a third of your life laying on it. Yeah, dog. Take care of that back. Take yeah. care of your back, buddy. You got to get some sleep, be peppier, be less angry on these podcasts, then it finally skyrockets. <laughs> we get that my favorite murder money and everybody's happy. It's all cuz you're not sleeping well enough, Dave. I got to take, speaking of classes. It's all because you're not sleeping well enough and we're not exploiting the murders of strangers. (laughs) (laughs) I need to, uh, sometimes I feel like I need to take a sleeping class. Like I got to work on my form and technique because sometimes I just forget how I'm supposed to lay. All right. I've been sleeping my whole life. And then I'm like, what's, what position? I forgot what position I like. Dude, you just talked about it when speaking about office workers having bad posture, and over time, mm-hmm. uh, they uh, fall into decrepitude. You start, you know, side <laughs> sleeping, side sleeping. I, I hope decrepitude. I, I hope you just made that up because that's funny. Decrepitude. Yeah. De- well, decrepit is the adjective. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Decrepitude. The state of being would be the uh, the noun. <laughs> decrepitude oh. <laughs> oh that's funny but uh yeah like side sleeping's bad i can't, i fuck up my shoulders if i sleep on my side now You're supposed to sleep sleeping on your back supposed to be the best way i can't do it i don't know how to do it i can't do that because of the snoring yeah i got that we got 
Man, speaking of which. How have human beings not mastered sleeping? I don't know, but my heart goes out to anybody with a sleep apnea mask. How in the hell are you supposed to sleep with that thing? I guess you have to sleep on your back if you've got a mask on, right? Because if you slept on your side, it would kind of... It would kind of push off. That's I went for a sleep study. Yeah, I went for a sleep study because of that. And then they're like, all right, just do everything you would normally. Because I'm like, hey, man, I brought some weed gummies to help me go to sleep. He's like, anything you would normally do to get to sleep, you can do here. And now we're going to tape 100 sensors to your body and lay on your back. I'm like, well, this is not how I would normally sleep. So I don't know how we could do this one night and get an accurate reading because I never sleep on my back. You come in with a twelve pack of Coors Light. What? I, this is what I do at home. I was about. I was like, All right, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rub. I'm gonna rub one out. Fall asleep halfway through the second one. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go oh about one. God. I'm gonna go about one point seven on the cranks here. <laughs> Fall asleep through, halfway through the second one. And I'll see you in the morning. I give them some juice and a muffin. I gotta. <laughs> gonna jack off, drink some whiskey, and put on some cheers. All right, I'm ready. I got my hands. I'm gonna get my hand glued to my dick like that kid with the tongue on the lamppost in a Christmas story. <laughs> gonna, gonna w- wake up in a fright. Uh, I think. What if? What if that's it? What if we tried to make beds too comfortable? Hmm. And it works for a while, and then that's what's screwing you up later in life. Is like these soft beds. Ooh, that might be it. Because I slept, when I was in the van, I had a real shitty mattress. Did that for a few years. Then I moved into the minivan. I slept on the goddamn floor. Didn't even mm-hmm. have a mattress. Maybe maybe all those years of hard sleeping are catching up to me, and I can't, I can't cope now that I've got an actual mattress. Well, I'm, thinking, I'm saying maybe it's worse that you have a softer mattress and that as the human body has developed, we're supposed to have a firmer sleeping mattress. Like, mm-hmm. you don't think it's comfortable in the initial, like, you want to lay on something that's all soft and squishy, but then your body's just kind of melting over the softness and not keeping its form correctly throughout the night. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's comfortable initially, but then six hours later, your spine's been curved because your shoulder's tilted down the wrong way. Much like sitting. If you sit slouched because it's comfortable at the moment, but you do that every day for eight hours a day for years, you've fucked up your whole body. Whereas if you sit up Mm -hmm. properly, which isn't necessarily comfortable in that moment, in the long run, you won't have as many problems. Yeah. Sponsored. Did we ever sell those shitty rollout mattresses on this website? If somebody else wants to point so. out the irony of whatever ads, we have some yeah. mor- we have some morality to the ads. <laughs> oh yeah, we say no to stuff. We say no to you say no to stuff. I say yes to everything. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm Money. not. Uh, you know what? I will sell the ball. No. I will sell the bald pills. I think I said I wouldn't, but I'm not. Like, if you're dumb enough to buy pills that are supposed to be for hair loss, and you let a bald guy sell them to you, then you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> we'll take the money. You go think your hair is gonna grow back, you dipshit. Man, going back to mattresses and stuff, uh, you know what? One of the most depressing things I've ever done, I don't know why this was so depressing when it happened, 
But um, like sleeping on the floor of your minivan that you live in is one thing because you're like, I've chosen to do this and whatever. Uh, but you ever slept on the floor of your own fucking apartment? That's a real bummer. Um, years ago, <laughs> over over 10 years ago now, uh, the gal I was with in a long-term relationship years ago, uh, this would have been 2009, we broke up, and uh, she moved out and uh, took the bed with her. Uh, you know, I was, I was like, sure, take it, whatever. And I still, I stayed in that apartment. We still had two months left on the lease. So I stayed in that apartment for another two months with no bed. And because I had already made arrangements to move in with a buddy, uh, you know, when the lease expired and he had a bed. So I didn't, I wasn't going to go out and buy another mattress or bed just for two months. Um, so for two months, I slept in my living room uh, just on a pallet of blankets. God damn, that was depressing. Like in an apartment, like I'm paying rent for this apartment. It's a decent apartment, but I'm sleeping on the floor like I'm fucking squatting. Like a, oh, <laughs> that was a bummer. Sleeping, sleeping on the floor of your own apartment. Oh man, no somebody went to the steakhouse, just got a plate of fries. <laughs> Did you? Okay, I have, a, I have a few. First off, like I think uh, the. Uh, I think it was James Fritz's joke about sleeping on an air mattress that had a leak in it. Like, I, like yeah, everybody's <laughs> everybody's first year, like real good comics first year in L.A. is the saddest on paper, but on stage it's the funniest. Like watching people oh, yeah. process what they've sacrificed to pursue their dreams, and I think yeah. his was about being on the air mat. I think his album was called Deflated or something, because his head he's like, oh, you think you're sad? You guys have to blow up your own bed every night before you go to sleep in it? <laughs> <laughs> or like, the, like the, the sensation of like feeling the floor halfway through the night because it's deflated enough. <clears throat> did, um, when the- did you help move the bed out for your girlfriend? Uh, no, okay. only because uh, she moved out on a weekend when I was on the road. So her, her friends came over and helped her. So I, I okay. left for uh, a weekend on the road, came back, and everything was gone. But, uh, yeah, man, I don't know why. And it, it was more like in it really wasn't too much of the breakup because it was one of those things where, like, this, is, this was a long time coming. So I would oh. kind of mentally prepared myself for that. It was just something about... Paying rent and sleeping on the floor of your own place. And not even like a situation where I'm living with a bunch of other people and there's more people than there are beds or bedrooms. Yeah, you didn't even do an air mattress, man? (laughs) No, because even that, I I, I think I went and looked at them and they were, you know, I found one for like 50 bucks. (laughs) You went to the air mattress showroom? <laughs> did, a little, did a little tire kicking on an air mattress. No, I went just to Walmart. A store, to, you know, just a like store. A nice- I wanted like an REI type store, but for P, like it's just called Transitions, and it's really like you think it's for camping, but listen, we know you're going to live on this stuff. Like, oh yeah, this propane stove would fit in a in a RV or in your van. <laughs> I, I, I fizzled out on the bit. I thought I lost you, and then my motivation to sell the bit fell apart there. <laughs> when so, um, <laughs> when I lived with Ryan Singer, I lived with him for a year and two mm-hmm. other dudes, and then I moved out back into the van. And uh, a few months after that, it, it just it just was 
that's when I moved into the minivan and it just mm-hmm. wasn't going well. And uh, Ryan was Ryan and his they had filled my room after I moved out. So, you know, that room was taken. But then there was some talk amongst the uh, roommates of maybe we should uh, rent out our closet to Dave. And I seriously like considered like, all right, I'll pay you. I'll pay you a hundred bucks a month if I could just sleep in this big walk-in closet, put a little air mattress in there. Uh, but I think eventually, I think one of the roommates vetoed it uh, just because they didn't want five people in the in the apartment. My buddy, when we got to L.A., he moved into a house off uh, Fairfax, right down the street from the uh, the Laugh Factory, and it was uh, it was the dining room, and he just built walls to enclose the dining room. <laughs> He's got some, but got some plywood and created walls, and that was uh, I. I almost moved into a place. It was like a mansion in, in um, Mount Washington, over kind of by like Highland Park, Eagle Rock area. Yeah, and it I was like a, that area. Yeah, it was a nice area. It was this big, huge house. I don't know if you call it a mansion, but I. It, I guess you'd call it a mansion, but it's just this crazy old dude who just rented out all the different rooms of his house. And <laughs> I was going to I was going to rent one of the rooms and it was like a hallway bathroom type of situation, shared bathroom, but then in the area like he had like I don't know if it's like a necessarily a ballroom, like a big open space with big beautiful windows looking out over a valley, but it was all partitioned off with like <laughs> cubicle walls. <laughs> and different people were living in there like a shanty town inside the mansion. Oh. <laughs> and I saw I almost moved into there, man. Damn. And again, it's like, what are you willing to it, it, so much of this kind of goes back to the labor like what are you willing to do to make money and what are you willing to do in your own personal life? Like how little are you willing to spend? Like what sacrifices Yeah. Are you willing to do to make the money and to save that money you do make? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. what's important to you? So I eventually did I tell you this when I decided not go to ahead. Do I cut you off. No, I just I wisely did not uh, move into the shared mansion. The when I first moved to L.A. Um, oh, no, right before before I moved to L.A. is right before I decided to go the van route. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was I was trying to get things set up in L.A. I was looking for apartments, looking for roommates, that kind of thing. And obviously it didn't work out because or else I wouldn't have got the van. But um, I found a place that was on Craigslist that was doing a time like basically a timeshare bedroom. Yeah. Where basically you, you live here, you pay rent, but you're paying a discounted rate because one roommate gets the ro- the bedroom from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then, then you have to get out, and another person occupies it from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. I thought that was the strangest thing. You yeah, share a what's, bedroom. What's up with the sheets? But like, yeah, exactly. I was like, what? You just change the sheets every night? I, you know, I, I didn't understand that. But and I found a couple like that on Craigslist that were basically you live here for 12 hours a day, and then you got to get the fuck right. out. I, I'm sure I'm sure that exists in like every city to some extent, but man, I would tell do do, a, do yourself a favor and peruse other peruse city Craigslist, like major destination city Craigslist, mm-hmm. just to see what they're offering, and maybe it makes yeah. you feel a little bit better about your own situation. Because <laughs> LA, yeah, I almost did that. I almost lived 
in an RV trailer that was in somebody's driveway. I went, I talked to them. I was like, well, yeah, no, you can, we'll give you the code to get in the house if you got to use the bathroom at night. I'm like, ah, I will def- I'm going to get kicked out of here for peeing in your driveway within the first <laughs> week. I know it. That was always the, uh, the not the goal, but if, if ever the opportunity presented itself. When I was in the van, uh, when I first moved out here, I, I had a lot of friends that were very generous, and they were like, what are you doing in the van? Just, mm-hmm. just crash on my couch. And I was like, no, this is my own thing. It's my own doing. I'm not going to. You had too much was, pride, not, Dave. Yeah, I did, and I wasn't going to burden my friends with my stupid little life experiment. So I'm like, no, man. I'm Let me not tell gonna, you, but I fucking my, flooded my bathroom. You, you fucking you yeah, didn't want to do that? burden my friends <laughs> but no my thing was I was like if you really want to do me a favor like if you want to help just let me park my van if you have a driveway yeah because that was always that was premium in the sense that I wasn't technically and 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 mentally i wasn't parked on the street yeah you know, to, to be able to park in someone's driveway felt a little safer and it was a little sense of security um but i, I would do that occasionally i'd have friends that you know oh <laughs> the uh the time i got my van stuck in in rory scoville's driveway <laughs> yeah yeah a little parking space little little uh four parking spaces um uh, uh, that was covered like a little carport and uh, each space had was uh, kind of portioned off by these posts, these, uh, these steel posts that were holding up the carport. Mm-hmm. And uh, he let me do that. I, I spent a couple nights there, and then I got the fucking van stuck, and mm-hmm. I almost knocked over the whole structure, put a big dent in the door, trying to squeak my way out of there. Dude, I... So, yeah. Because I'm... I don't I'm, miss those times. I'm looking at this van, and I'm going to have to have a big post-it on the windshield tell me how tall the van is. At Dude, all, at all have, times, mm. so I don't just go what, peeling the top off of this thing, just can opener style. What van are you speaking of, Kyle? Well, we, we haven't ta- talked about that. No, we talked about it last week. And no, I'm, uh, well, people know I've been looking for a van. You're getting close to pulling the trigger. I got, I got one. I got a rental parked out front. Rental with the prospect of purchase out there so i gotta go yeah. get, i gotta go get taking it to the dealership wednesday to get it looked at so it's a full and that's exciting. you know what i had uh, i was about to go for the ram pro master and it was because of this because of me mentioned on the podcast that people were like whatever you do don't do it. i think a couple people were very happy with theirs and i'm glad that you did not incur the problems that I've heard about, but by and large, people have been like, avoid ProMasters. Not either people that contact me talking about it here or just what I've read, avoid ProMasters. So this one is a Ford Transit. It's a 2019. It's got 43,000 miles on it. So I might be out there soon just trying to do a show at your house. I'll let you know. That's sweet, man. And this one's already uh, been built out, right? Yeah. You got everything I, you need. Again, to go back to, the, I, I, listen, I'm not, I know my strengths, and I'm wise enough to admit what I can and can't do at this point. Well, at least with some things. And uh, what's, what's the phrase? It's, what is it? Time, money, and energy. And you can have two of those things. Huh, I, I haven't heard that. That's, that makes sense, though. So I would rather buy something that's been built and looked over 
and get out there and do it because I don't want to put the time in. This isn't an RC car where if I break it, I could just put it on a shelf for a while and then return to it when I feel like. This is something with, I'm, I'm sure if I was passionate about building it, I'm not, I'm passionate about getting out. I'm passionate about doing comedy and mm-hmm. poorly riding a mountain bike. This <laughs> will facilitate that. So yeah, that's I, awesome, man. I will do the things that I'm good at and can earn money at, and then move that money to people who want to build a van. That's how mm-hmm. I view it. Yeah. And I know there's that whole fucking uh, built, not bought pride in it. And I'm good. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Yeah. But that, you know, but I mean, everybody has to go. But I'm also not like, look at me, van life. No, man, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I didn't build it. I'm not going to act like I did. I just want to get and ride my bike and then get to do a show. Mm hmm. Anyway, that's that's exciting, man. We'll see, man. It's uh, Boogie, Boogie Adventures. It's incredibly uh, liberating to to have a vehicle that you can take anywhere and know that you can crash in it. You know that's the wrong choice of words. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the phrasing's a little to not off, to not be okay. dependent on someone else's couch or a hotel room or whatever. Just knowing that you've always got your bedroom with you, no matter where you go. That's uh, that was the flip side. Like uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I talk about the annoyances and some of the minor hardships of when I was in a van. And again, I, I don't ever try to uh, to poor mouth it because it was you know it, it was a self induced hardship. But mm-hmm. uh, the flip side to the inconvenience or whatever was just the freedom of like I could go literally anywhere the van could go, and I knew I always had a roof over my head and a bed. And uh, man, that that was fun. That part of it was I, I'm going to say almost made it worth it. But uh, yeah, man, well you're, you're gonna you're gonna love it. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the inspection and everything. But like you know, I you know how I would tour was I would fly into one place, get a rental car, and then okay, for whatever you know, whatever six to ten days, I'm on tour and I'm doing a show every night and I'm driving. I would make sure that it was like all about five hours between shows, mm-hmm. six yeah. maximum, really. Um, but that was six hours of driving through amazing places that I would look at and be like, boy, one day maybe I'd come back here and actually get to spend some time and mm-hmm. and see it. And now I'm thinking like, well, if you get this van, instead of doing a show every night, do a show every other night or every two exactly. nights. You have a you know, exactly. you have two nights off, one night on. Mm-hmm. And you just pull up to this place. I, I remember specific moments, it was definitely the southeast. It was like it was like Kentucky going into the kind of the Carolinas maybe it was like Blue Ridge Mountains I think it was it Blue Ridge Highway is that is that yeah mm-hmm. Blue Ridge Mountains you got the uh, Smoky Mountains up there I just yeah. remember being that and then just sh- places where I wasn't doing shows but boy if I could just pull off and hang out in Utah on the way out to do shows or the, on the way back mm-hmm. to like not have to find a hotel not just cruise right into a camp and have a bike with me and be able to do that so We'll see, man. We'll see. I'm five, five, a part of me. There's a little midlife crisis element of uh, feeling like I'm physically not going to be able to do all that stuff. You, 
do you ever sit like look at like like look at your like Google calendar or pick like a point in the past? Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, like ten years ago, like okay, ten years ago I was thirty four, and I look from like thirty four to now, and think about okay, what would I have done more? I would have done more bike riding or physical stuff or pushed myself more. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think I'm too old to still do stuff now, but I can definitely slip into the mindset of not of regretting it in another 10 years going, Hey, remember when you thought maybe you should get a van or maybe you should go take more trips and camp and bike ride and see stuff. And you thought that, but you didn't do anything. Well, that's what I thought about 10 years ago. So I should get off my ass and do it now. Well, especially if you have nothing preventing you from achieving that, you know, it's one thing, you know, if you're just a normal person with a normal income to be like, Oh, I wish I would have vacationed in the South of France. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's easier said than done. But, you know, to things that you are capable of doing or achieving and that you wanted to do, uh, if nothing was preventing you from doing it and then you still chose not to do it, that's a bummer. Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever do yeah, that? Do you ever like look at like, oh, this amount of time? From now to this amount of this date in the past, I accomplished or didn't accomplish this. I better make sure starting today we correct that or stay on the same path. Like, man, you did great in those years. Let's let's take all the high points and the good intentions and behaviors and make sure we keep applying them. Yeah. No, I I think about that all the time. Um, I think... I've, I've said this before, but I started comedy late. I didn't start comedy till I was 29. And I've, and then looking back, that's not that big of a deal. It's not like I started when I was 45. Um, but Which you could still do, everybody. Bu- yeah. Don't, don't be scared <laughs> yeah, exactly. of it. Get out there and live your life. But I was real hung up on that when I started. Uh, not when I first started, but a couple years into it when I started touring and started, you know, to do a little bit of here and there, you know, some small personal goals achieved. But um, I was real hung up on like, ah, fuck, I wish I would have started earlier. But because of that, it made me really put my foot on the gas. Like I felt like, okay, Mm -hmm. I don't have time to fuck around. Once I decided that this is not a hobby that I'm going to really try to make a go out of this, because I started late, I I just felt like, you know, "Ah, I've already lost all these years. Well, and, and I think the point of it too was, I wanted to start when I was 20. Like I, I, yeah. I told that story. I used to go to open mic, sign up, and then chicken out. So <laughs> the fact that the fact that I knew that, like, ah, if you weren't such a puss, you would have started nine or ten years ago, but you didn't. Now you're starting at almost 30. It, it made me try to at least uh, accelerate the whole process a little bit. But, but how? Yeah, I think about that shit all the time. How valuable is it to remember that feeling of like, remember when you chickened out? and use it as like fuel for the fire now like that's why that's the part of the exercise is looking back and like okay what are the regrets from this time this whatever time period you choose and like well then use it that's gasoline right now use it to go like oh man i can't believe this much time went by and even if it's little thing like i always thought i could like just like you said like i always thought i'd want to sign up for an open mic or I wanted to take guitar lessons or whatever, whatever thing it might be. 
use that feeling instead of just sitting there going, Oh, I can't believe I wasted all this time. Like use that feeling and start now, man, this turned into a yeah. oddly motivational speaker type <laughs> podcast. I feel good about it though. I don't know. I like talking about yeah. the stuff. No, I do too. And I think about that kind of stuff all the time, like here recently in the last couple of years, and I don't know if it's a midlife crisis thing or whatever, but just being more aware of my mortality. You know, when you're 20, mm-hmm. you know, this is kind of a cliche, but people, you, you think you're going to live forever. Yes. But when you when you get in your yes. 40s, you're like, okay. Uh, I mean, this is trivial, but even something like music, like I'm just so deep into music and records right now, and I thought about this the other day, and I know this sounds silly, but like, I feel like there's not an, I don't have enough time in my life to listen to all the music I want to <laughs> listen to, to experience, you know, there's just, I mean, that's the thing about music and records, just an endless sea of, especially if you're into multiple genres, there's just an endless amount of, of records to, and music to consume. And I, I think about that sometimes like, ah, shit, I'm, I, I want to, I hope I live long enough to listen to all the music I want to listen to or fill in, live long enough to fill in the blank, to do all the blank I want to do. Like, oh, and oh. now, and I'm not obsessed with my mortality, but it's being self-aware, you, you know, it's like, look, you're, you're at best, you're halfway done. <laughs> I mean, if I live to 86, I feel like, you know, unless I change my health, like, that's that's being pretty optimistic. So well, based on that, I'm halfway done. So let's 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 do all that shit that you want to do before it's too late. It, it's whatever the first half of the statement. Like we'll get rich or die trying. Just do the second half. Die trying. Yeah. <clears throat> Just make sure you got that second half. Whatever the first part might be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think that's. Especially now, I remember after after nine eleven, like it was like a New Year's resolution for people. It was you know like how the gyms are full and the open mics are full in January because mm-hmm. everybody's yeah. made the New Year's resolution. Nine eleven, like I there was a bunch of people you could tell were like, "Fuck, I need to do what I keep telling myself I'm going to do." Yeah, yeah, Why which. Not? Now there's some of it as I'm looking at a van out my window. Now there's some of it with some people where it's like, you got to sit at home. I'm pissed. I'm not learning Spanish right now. Uh huh. Now who am I pissed at? Only myself. <laughs> What's what, what yeah. am I doing? Yeah. I wake up I get it. and then I lay in bed for two hours looking at my phone because there's nothing to get out of bed for, especially when it's icy and snowy outside. And if I was just going to get up and do computer shit anyway, why would I get out of bed? Also because I got a good mattress. So then it goes back <laughs> to the whole mattress. Everything ties together, Dave. That's a conspiracy. <laughs> the boogie monster is the conspiracy. It all ties back to a good night's sleep. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, what else are we going to talk you, about? <laughs> we'll get, you do jet, anything for Valentine's? Speaking of that kind of stuff, you went jet skiing. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> went jet skiing, dude. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> dude, I love it so much. I will say this. I had a blast. It was not quite as fun as last time for two reasons. Uh, last time it was the first time I'd ever done it, so just the novelty of just, you know, like my mind just being blown. Like, I can't believe I've never done this. Oh, sure, I, I was sure. thinking that when I was riding. Like, how have I never done this? Mm-hmm. But uh, this time it was it was very, very fun. But um, 
the weather was uh, it had rained a good bit the day before so the water was choppy as hell choppy seas i mean and it really um it, it cut down on my uh on my radness, I couldn't haul ass the way I, I was doing the first time. Oh, and by the way, open that first up. time, I yeah, I mean, I, I tried to, but I just kept hitting these huge. Now, I don't want to say waves because they weren't like crashing waves, but just no, those are waves. Pretty those good are still size. waves, yeah, yeah, I, I, small waves, I guess. But like, it just, I just kept boom, like bouncing, and like one time, I I caught a little wave and I landed so hard that it sounded and felt like. I was in a car and I hit a deer or, or a telephone pole. Like it was like it felt like a crash, but it was literally just jet ski and water. I, I've been on like boats, bang, like flat, yeah. flat to flat, and you're like, "Are we gonna sink? Mm-hmm. What's what's happening?" Yeah. <laughs> so it was real choppy. Oh, but last time I told you that I, oh boy, I feel like an idiot now. Uh, that I, I said I went, se- I hit seventy eight. I said I told you I went seventy eight miles an hour, and I knots. think it was you who was like, "You sure that wasn't knots?" Because this. This one uh, was set to MPH, and I I did like fifty, and I felt like I was about to shit my pants hey, and fly off. Like fifty was like catching some G's, man. Like my face was all peeled back. Like ah, yeah, and then it, I was like, "There's no way like I did it, then you go you go by feel." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but man, it was it was fun, but it was uh, it was just choppy, and there was certain parts where like you couldn't go more than. 20 miles an hour because it was just so choppy mm. are you sure but, uh, or maybe was, that maybe that regret should have been itching at your brain you're like open it up <laughs> send I did it fall you need to send it bro time. oh really <laughs> i fell off like an idiot um it was towards the very end we were heading back in and um my legs were starting to cramp a little bit so while we were just idling i stood up and I was like, oh, that feels good. And I was just kind of stretching the legs. Still had my hands on the handlebars, but I stood up. And then for some reason, in the back of my mind, I was thinking of like a music video or some movie where I saw people. Maybe I was flashing back to watching Entourage. But I was like, oh, yeah, people ride these things standing up, don't they? I, I hit the gas. I traveled nine feet and tipped it over and fell into the water. <laughs> did you just yell like, out? Did you just yell out DJ Khaled and then <laughs> threw yourself like, into the I sea? <laughs> immediately fell off. Like not like I was going for a while and then lost control. I immediately. It's like being parked in your car and starting it up, and, and nine feet later you crash into a tree. Like I just immediately flipped over and fell in the water. Like, DJ oh, right. Khaled. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, just in the back of my mind, because it hadn't dawned on me till that moment that like, oh yeah, you could you could ride these things standing up. And I don't know, I don't understand man. the physics or whatever behind it, but man, I tipped over just immediately. <laughs> uh, you see so many people sitting on like motorcycles or scooters not understanding the sensitivity of a throttle and just... Yeah. I watched my buddy Bob just, we were in Key West, we were like... Of like road trip in our late teens and we're all sitting on these like Honda Spree scooters or whatever and the guy's giving us the safety instructions <clears throat> like telling him specifically like <laughs> listen you don't want to just wrench down you'll you'll think that you're grabbing the brake when you're also turning the throttle so just be kind and as he's saying that my buddy Bob clearly was trying to just do what he said was like grab the brake but Went went diagonal through a four-way intersection, 
into a fence on the other side. And the guy just looked at him. He's like, you guys need to sign extra insurance forms. Like made us pay for extra insurance. He was right. Oh, Cause man. Bob crashed that thing a couple more times. But yeah, I, I understand the mistake that could happen. You're not, you're not dumb. Yeah. It's an easy mistake to make. Well, and it wasn't even the throttle. It's not like I just gunned it and then mm-hmm. fell off. Like I, I started, you know, normal, you know, kind of slow, like I always do, but just something about the balance you know, I think yeah. because my weight wasn't squatted down and, and centered on it, something about the balance of standing up. Like, but it was so funny because it was immediate. Like, I, I'm not exactly. <laughs> I traveled nine feet and then fell over. <laughs> Were you? Uh, did you get completely frozen? Like, was the water cold? Oh yeah, it was cold as shit. <laughs> it was cold as shit. Yeah, but you got it. You got you got yourself some jet skiing. Oh man, it was fun. It was so fun. Just laid around for uh what would we spend? Uh we spent three nights in San Diego and uh just jet skied one night and the rest just uh took a little road trip up the coast, saw some beautiful little beaches here and there, hit a couple record stores, didn't didn't go out to eat anywhere. We got all our food takeout, but uh yeah. just kicking it and kicking it in the hotel. We had a nice balcony overlooking the water. Oh dude. Nice. I could sit on a balcony and, and and overlook a body of water and just I could sit there for a week and not move. There's something about a nice balcony where you're up high and you're looking at the water. And Simple pleasures, man. And, oh God, I, that's one of my favorite things in the world. Just, oh, I think I'm starved for it here because we don't have any outdoor space. We don't have a balcony or a patio or anything. Yeah, so but how, what's your able, what's your walk to the beach? Oh yeah, that's true. I'm uh, f- less than five minutes. Well, and a walk on a walk. Yeah, yeah. That's like so, so you can carry a lawn chair and a cooler for less than five minutes. Oh yeah. No, we do that sometimes. We'll we'll go out to the beach and then sit. But just like the the concept of like my bed's over there and my balcony's right there. Like it was just so nice. We just kept the kept the doors open to the balcony the whole time. Just had that ocean breeze coming in. Oh, it was it was a good old time, man. We had fun. Nice. I, I was excited when you were like, yeah, we're going to San Diego. She's taking me jet skiing. I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, man. Dude, I could, <laughs> I could get used to that, man. Don't let me, don't let me become successful and have some, uh, s- some disposable income. Man, man jet ski money is not that uh, much money. You can have jet ski money. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, tough being an apartment dweller and having these hobbies, though. <laughs> yeah, I can't justify purchasing a jet ski. That was my thing. Without, without a garage, and I had, like, all the, like, bikes just in a living room and shit. Like, apartment, like, <laughs> people take for granted what, like, house living and having a garage and a yard really means. Mm-hmm. Just storage. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I thought about that a lot when, you know, a year ago when COVID first broke, we were all trying to, you know, adapt to quarantine and stuff. And then um, our buddy Gilbert, shout out to our buddy Gilbert Lowend, mm-hmm. uh, great comic based out of Atlanta. But he uh, his family has a, I think, a 400 acre farm down in uh, middle Georgia, it's a nice mm-hmm. little town called Warm Springs. And uh, I remember when this first start about a month into it katie and i are starting to go a little stir crazy and then gilbert just sends me a picture of him out on the he's got they got a lake they got 400 acres and just no just shit. chilling just yeah. chilling out on the lake and like right basically at home and i used to i was so envious of people who had outdoor space you know it, it, quarantine's been tough on everybody but man if you got a huge backyard or you know some acreage and um, some land like 
it makes it a lot easier. I'm not gonna lie. We we just putting putting some logs in the fire pit and just sitting in the, <sighs> sitting in the yard here. Mm. <sighs> but also, we were getting that's we hung out with the neighbors more right before we moved because there was like the little out like the pad the shared patio space at the old apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you had a nice spot there. That yeah, thing. and then the neighbors were like, "Hey, we can all sit outside and have drinks. Everybody else is cooped up. Let's we'll all use this mm-hmm. space out here and hang out." So we wound up hanging out with the neighbors more in the last couple months than we did in the three years living there. That's cool. But so that you had a good Valentine's. Did you make anything special? Any special food, or you just kind of did take out because you're out in the road? No, nah, we just did take out. Yeah, because we were away from home. Originally, I was going to just cook her a nice meal, and then she's like, "Well, that's great, but." We're we're going to San Diego. I'm like, oh, okay. Did I tell you she 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 tricked me? She told me we were going to Palm Springs mm-hmm. just so I would clear my schedule for a few days. Clear my schedule, but uh, and then like, but the you didn't. Tr- How is that a trick? Like, here's a cool spot. Also, we're going to a different cool spot. No, I, I mean, yeah, it was a good trick. I'm just saying she a little deception there. She she told me we were going out of town just so you know I'd be ready for that, and then. Uh, She's like, psych, we're going to San Diego instead. And I'm like, even better. I mean, I love the desert, but oh boy. There's no, you get you no a four wheeler. You can get you a four wheeler. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, you know what we saw uh, going down there? We got behind uh, someone hauling a dune buggy. Oh boy. You that's forget a, that's that. a world I'm going to enter one day. Fuck. You forget that all this stuff you see are the activities people do in California. Mm hmm. Like, yeah. like, like just seeing surfboards on a bat. Like I only knew surfboards as decorations, <laughs> uh, like a, like a Applebee's, t- like a, like a homespun Applebee's type place. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Hawaii Harry's fun burgers. And you'd be f- frigid. Like <laughs> that, you'd just go like that. We would go, we would go to the, we would go to the Holokahiki, which is a, it was just a giant tiki bar that my parents would go to when they were dating. It's been around for decades over in river Grove, Illinois. And it was always on the shittiest, coldest night to be like, fuck it. Call everybody. We're going to the tiki bar. And it was, <laughs> I, I sad to say, I, I, again, I apologize for past behaviors, but it's so snowy out. Nobody's getting a DUI because everybody's sliding off the road. Mm-hmm. We're going to the tiki bar because you'd walk in and everybody in there was just covered in the warmest shit. And then you go in and it's just all palm fronds and like the whole building. It was built to be a tiki bar, a whole building, standalone mm-hmm. building, built like you were walking into some shack somewhere in Maui. And in the shittiest winters in the suburbs of Chicago, everybody in there was just tiki drink drunk and with the same idea of like, yeah, it's, it sucks out there. Let's all pretend we're on vacation. So everybody had yeah. vacation vibes. You got ripped on tiki drinks. And then like, oh, yeah, there's a surfboard. Oh, that's what a surfboard is. It's decoration. Mm-hmm. And then you move to California. Like, oh, that's just, that guy's just got it on his balcony because that's where he stores it next to a wetsuit yeah. like oh cool and then you see a dune buggy like oh you actually those are real they're not just in old like batman shows <laughs> like somebody actually drives those there's a place to drive those mm. that's why i got into mountain biking i was hiking i saw people just bombing downhill i'm like i like bikes and that looks awesome i'm gonna do that yeah 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 that's the beauty of living somewhere where there's uh you know act or activity to be done 
So no shortage of cool shit well, to do I'm, around here. I'm glad you got your, your jet ski fix. Oh, man. So fun. So much fun. But, yeah, we, we had a good time. Can't complain. Nice. Life's good. Nice. Like I said last week, I felt guilty taking a vacation when I'm not really doing shit. But, you know, man, good change of scenery. Mental health, dude. Mm-hmm. Got to keep that. Absolutely. Got to keep that brain in the right place. Yep. Did you guys do anything Valentine's? Did you, did you cook her up some, some grub? What'd you do? Well, it was an ice store. I had an idea what I wanted to get her, and then it was, everything was shut down. I was at the store Friday night buying uh, ingredients. What do we make? Pot pie. We made a big old pot pie in a Dutch oven. I don't know the recipe. I really? Can't, I can't say what to do for you. And by, But when I say we, I um, peeled the potatoes. So way to go! A pot pie in a Dutch oven. I like that. Big, so just a giant. I've never pot, made a pot pie. It was like more like a pot cake. It was just big, mm-hmm. just big, big boy. Nice. And it was good. Veggie, good. just straight. Yeah, veggie. veggie just, just, just weird. no, no, just nice. beans and potatoes and carrots and mushrooms and just in a big old. She made it in the Dutch oven. It was real tasty. Last night, Valentine's Day, did a little shrimp scampi. There you go. I told you how we put on, I don't, again, I don't know if this is racist, but we put on whatever music goes with the meal. It's like, all right. <laughs> I don't well, think so. Let's listen to some Italian music. We'll listen to, sometimes it feels weird if like we get Thai food and we're like, whatever, Asian music, and then we don't know which country's music it's from, but <laughs> it's not necessarily, doesn't necessarily line up, you know. Like, I don't know if that's appropriation or if it's just setting the mood. No, I mean, surely, uh, who could have a problem with that? Uh, you know, somebody, somebody can. If 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 this current day and age has proven it's that somebody can always have a problem with whatever you're doing. Of course, but, but uh, no, the same people can stick in their ear, stick it in your ear, cram it up your ass, stick it in your ear, mm-hmm. figure out a hole to put it in. I think, uh, yeah. So we uh, we did that. We had a little shrimp scampi last night. Again, my job: chop the garlic. The rest of it was. Hey, Charlie. I thought that was you excited for shrimp scampi. Yeah. (laughs) Chopping garlic. You betcha. Um, But yeah, we had some nice little meals. But yeah, it was a night. No, that's what I was saying. I was at the store on Friday at the grocery store, and the announcement came on like, listen, it's nobody's here. We're closing at 6 p.m. Because it was a nice storm in Oregon. I guess they borrow snow plows from Washington to plow out. Oh, really? Yeah, they never get snow up here, so it shut the whole city down. Oh, no, Friday. I understand that. And then I got Chinese food, and I had to go, and they called me. They're like, listen, we're trying to close. Can you come get your food? I was like 10 minutes late from the pickup time. They're like, please come get this. We want to go home. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So. (laughs) Yeah, man, it it was a good little week over here. Well, that's good, man. Yeah, that's we're just having, here. We're having fun times. I'm doing some. How's Dirt Nap doing? Oh, a little D. Well, you were talking about have you ever slept on the floor of your own place? I did sleep. I mean, sleeping on the couch isn't a big thing, but it's, you know, because Rachel's allergic to the cat. So it's like, all right, if we're hanging out with the cat, we shower before going into bed. So, like, the bedrooms of the, the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Where there's no cat elements, but I was so deep into it with old little D. 
that I, I just stayed out there. I was under her cat blanket. Aww. She was up. I'm like, I can't, Aww. I can't take a shit. It's like three in the morning at this point. I can't take a shower. I'm like, I'm just out here. <laughs> Little cockeyed. And she wiling out. She had a snow happen. And I don't know if I'm obviously she's been around for a decade, according to the vet. So she's seen snow at least once, but she's just out there swatting at the flat ground, losing her mind. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of pets, we brought Charlie with us, so that was exciting. He, yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing with those cats? You just live, leave out a pile of food and let them live? No, Katie's got a good friend who comes over and house sits. When oh, okay, we leave town, so it uh, it's kind of mutually beneficial. And uh, I mean, we pay him, but uh, yeah, I think he still. lives with a, a bunch of roommates, so he's always excited to uh, to get away and I mean. chill over here with the cats. But uh, yeah, I left the cats. We brought uh, Charlie with us. Took him to this really cool dog beach. He lost his mind. We yeah. got a dog beach here in Long Beach that we take him to, and he's just not into it. Just not impressed. Antisocial, doesn't give a shit. Um, so we're like, is he even going to care? But it's like, all right, well, let's try it. And he just lost his mind at this dog beach, just running around, making friends, peeing everywhere, having a big time. I assume like a dog beach has to be like basically an orgy for a dog. <laughs> like no, no leash. And like, what is it? What's well, that's not a fence. What is that? Oh, it's the ocean. Go check it out. <laughs> Go try it out. <laughs> Yeah, man, there was, there was, man, there must have been a hundred dogs out there. They were just all just going nuts. There was a couple of them. Uh, I love it when when some of them go in the water. There was a big fat oh, yeah. English bulldog just standing in like a foot of water, just like, all right, I'm here. I'm yeah. not going to do anything, but I'm going to stand. He just stood still and was just taking it all in. For once in his it life, was, was wasn't beautiful. overheating. <laughs> uh, it was beautiful, but yeah. Yeah, man, we, we had a good time. Was, I love just the quick little two or three day trips, you know, didn't have to drive long. Where we're at, we're about, we're only an hour and a half from San Diego. So quick trip down, quick trip back. Well, oh, uh, hour just, and a half? Yeah, yeah, we're an hour and a half from San Diego with, with light traffic. Yeah. So it was nice. I thought it was like at least, because I well, it's three hours from L.A., I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're about, you know, an hour south of L.A., so... That's true. All right. Yeah, man. It was good I'm, times. I like it down there. I like San Diego. I'm, it's so I'm, clean. I came around on San be. Diego. I used to think it was a weird kind of, um, what's that Reese Witherspoon movie where they go back in time or like Pleasantville? Telepo- Pleasantville. Yeah, it had like a real mm-hmm. Pleasantville kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Where it seems squeaky clean, but then it's like really, like really secretly Republican. It's not secretly Republican, but like super like wealthy right wing. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine, kind of like there's no grit on it. But then I'd been down there. And I'm like, not nah, there's I I I had gained an appreciation for San Diego. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I've been down there several <laughs> times. I'm just always living in Hollywood for the time that I did, just going from Hollywood to San Diego, just how amazing just the difference in terms of just the cleanliness and just no graffiti, no barbed wire around the street signs. Just, it just, it was, it was, it was a nice change of pace. It was a good time. Got a, got a nice oh, little, li, a nice little Italy over there, man. Oh, really? I haven't been to that. I went to a cool neighborhood. Uh, I went to Mission Hills. San Diego people would Mm -hmm. know that neighborhood. I went to Mission Hills and Hillcrest, both of those neighborhoods. Uh, Nice little neighborhood. 
visited some cool record stores. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know enough about, you know, San Diego. I don't really know my way around too much, but I did spend some time in those neighborhoods. And where we stay is a little place called Shelter Island, just this little bitty peninsula. Shelter Island. Just this Island. little strip of land. And, uh, man, it's beautiful. Surrounded by water and... Uh, yeah, dude. Is that gonna time. be? Is that gonna be your panic? Like, oh, I should do this, and then you're just gonna like straight up like I live in jet ski. I live in I live in jet ski. I live in San Diego. I live on my jet oh, ski in San Diego. <laughs> I thought I just hung up on you. Sorry. Yeah, and dude. I mean, who knows? I got a hammock I that I tie up. to the dock, and then I tie to my jet ski. I keep the I keep the throttle going just enough to keep the hammock taut. <laughs> and that's how I take a nap. <clears throat> <laughs> oh man, yeah. One day I'm I'm already talking about trying to retire down there. We got about 15 different places we're going to retire to. So who knows where we'll end up? I, I need a break from this stressful life. Yeah, man, it's Not tough being anything. five minutes away from the beach. I know, yeah. <laughs> I forget that sometimes, too. Look at me folding up my lawn chair to take it down to the beach, unfolding it. Like, what the fuck am I, a coal miner? Who does all this work? Jeez, going to walk upwards of three blocks to get to the beach? No, sir. No, thanks. Anything else going on, man? Um, Anything exciting? Up this way? No, nah, man, I just... No. Real, How cold is it today? Real hard chilling. I go. Let's go to the app. Let's go to the old weather app. It met, well, today was warm because it was melting, and by warm, I'm gonna say forty six right now. Oh, about forty six was warm. Yeah, it was like no. the last three days. It was not even like winter snowing, but then the streets. It was just freezing rain. It was just ice rain. So Ugh. a city that doesn't have the infrastructure to handle it, like then the streets are just, yeah, it was just ice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everything shut down for the last three days. So I haven't been doing really? much. Been hang- That's crazy just, that they're not prepared up there. Because this is going to happen once every four years. How are you going to tell your... Yeah. What a sanitation department, by the way, budget uh, $5 million for street sweepers. Yeah, I don't know enough about weather and science. It's it's weird to me that a place that's that far north doesn't get much but snow. But it's on the ocean. I know they're, it's on the yeah, coast. Yeah, there's a, there's a mountain range. Yeah, it's it's on the coast. It doesn't snow. I, I'm not, again, I'm yeah, not going to say like I'm a meteorologist, but it doesn't because that the way the mountains are in the ocean are it doesn't make snow. It makes it chilly, rainy, but not cold enough to snow. Except but like for the Northeast, New York City's near the coast. They got no, some else on the coast. They got some yeah. else go. They got nor'easters. You don't hear about a nor'wester. You hear about a nor'easter. Hmm. Remember, it killed George Clooney that one time. <laughs> oh yeah, what was that movie? The Pretty uh, Good Storm. The perfect Storm. Yeah, pretty good storm. <laughs> I'm hesitant to say perfect. I haven't seen all the storms. I'll say it's a pretty good no. storm. Yeah. You ever see that movie? A rather excellent <laughs> storm? <laughs> An exceptional storm. Oh, my God. It's a pretty good storm. Yeah, we, they all came back, but boy, did they have an adventure. <laughs> 
Well, we've accomplished almost nothing here today, but I've enjoyed it. Uh, the, well, the pre-production talk was you going, hey, I don't, you know what? The topic, I don't know if I have a lot of facts for it. It was like fucking five years in, and now you're concerned about the facts? <laughs> yeah, I kind of lost interest in this topic while I was researching it. So. <laughs> well, we're an hour 20. We didn't even mention it. What was it? Seven Sisters Road in uh, Nebraska. Maybe it's haunted. Maybe it's not. <laughs> We'll find out next week. <laughs> oh man! All right, I gotta go. I haven't got on my treadmill today. I gotta go. I gotta go sweat. Go walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Anything to plug? What's going on? Oh, I saw some new merch. You got new merch? It's 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 old merch. I just plugged it again. Old merch. No, it looks good though. You got some cool hoodies, different colors. It's Where you know, can we find that. Hey man, just participating in capitalism. Oh, well, you can find it the same place you can find Dave Stone's merch over at anxiousandangry.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. So buy so you some merch. Same place. My old merch, your old merch, same merch, and Boogie Monster merch is over there as well. Yep. Of which I did One like that last. Shopping. I like that last T-shirt design we had. The pocket tee. I actually had yeah, Ryan. I liked it too. And if you like music, Anxious and Angry is run by Ryan from Off With Their Heads. Mm-hmm. If you like that band, that's his company. So you're supporting him, you're supporting us. I had him send me the shirt. I'm like, I like that shirt enough. I think I'm going to wear my own merch. I'm going to wear that pocket tee. There you so, go. So he's sending me one. And then Rachel wanted a hoodie. She's like, can I wear this around you? I'm like, it's a little weird. <laughs> I got to get some new merch because my, uh, my biscuit shirt, uh, to the naked eye looks too much like a proud boy gear got the black and gold I had fuck that, that no out. fuck that i will not let them take a classic yeah. color combination right. get, i will yeah. get i will get get black and gold take their logo and called it uh, like just mock their logo i think i'm making mm-hmm. the i'm thinking i'm making the gentrify the nra shirts by the way oh dude there you go I'm not even sure that's, what that phrase means. I think it's just catchy, and it just means you can put an <laughs> put. I, I just incur, put an NRA float. Why aren't like it? Just maybe I'm overthinking how subversive I assume it is. But like, just have NRA stickers that are like with the trans rights and gay rights flags mm-hmm. in those colors. Like, what are they going to do? You know? Yeah. Just just. Make people assume that the NRA now supports all these marginalized individuals. And that's what I meant by gentrify the NRA. Put put floats in the gay pride parade. I've said it in the past. I'll say it again. I think I'm making the shirts. And they'll be unanxious and angry. Boy, this whiskey it. makes me loose in the mouth. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, man. I'll plug uh, Stonebergs every Wednesday. I'm still on Cameo. Uh, moving units over at Cameo, man. I'm getting books yeah? all the time. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Just uh, a lot of people having me uh, bust balls on their friends and stuff. Hey, my friend Todd, tell him he's a fucking idiot. I'm like, all right, sure. <laughs> I'll take your money. Todd, you're a fucking idiot. Anyway. That one was uh, free. Monk. Yeah. Yeah, Cameo, uh, cookbooks still selling. Anybody needs cookbooks, reach out to me, or you can get them on uh, dumbdavestone.com. And, uh, yeah, man, other than that, not a whole lot going on, dude. Just uh, just taking it day by day, enjoying life. Yeah, there, doesn't, there doesn't have to be a lot going on. Nah, man. And don't you dare change the colors on your shirt. If anything, everybody should have black and gold to diminish the fact that those colors are related. It's a classic color combo. 
And fuck I those guys. The they don't get to own. They they don't own colors. Boy, That's that right. phrase can be misconstrued for their <laughs> what yeah, they're trying to propagate with their. <laughs> yeah. What a but and I'll say this again. What a bunch of fucking dorks. Fuck the Proud Boys. Fuck all this. <sighs> yeah, man. I thought about having Ugh. like a whiteboard on the back of this van. Although that seems pointless. If it was a white van where I just change out the phrasing to blend into whatever area I am in the country. Like if I'm mm-hmm. going through Arizona or West Texas, it'll just be like, oh, these Mexicans are coming to steal our aborted babies or something. So they don't break into the van. And show, <laughs> yeah. show some false sense you. of solidarity with the idiots of that region. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these Mexicans are sending their unaborted children over here to steal our welfare checks. Oh boy! All mm-hmm. right, buddy, man, you hold down the fort. Hell Stay yeah, warm. man! That's an hour and a half of bullshit we got got through. Hey, it's one thing we can do is bullshit. Sure enough. Look what we've done, man. Look what we've we've parlayed our knack for bullshitting into a podcast. So there, you know, that's something we're doing something no. with our lives. I don't think parlay <laughs> bullshitting on a podcast. Now I've heard of everything. All right, well, this PlayStation isn't going to swear at itself. (laughs) All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. The Boogie Monster. Network.